Hey, it's Randy Kugler with Racing with RK. This is episode 11. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Buckeye Karting Challenge, Ohio's Karting Championship. The next event is Sunday, September 27th at Circleville Raceway Park with practice on Saturday, September 26th. For those of you that have not raced in this series, use promo code RACING with RK and receive a $5 discount from your entry fee. This podcast is also brought to you in part by Lori Beal Photography, your expert in motorsports photography. Her passion is sports, specifically motorsports, but also enjoys travel, concert, and night photography. Check Lori's website, lauriebealphotography.com. That's L-O-R-I-B-I-E-H-L photography.com. And use promo code RACINGWITHRK and receive a 10% discount on orders for first-time customers. Well, I'm pretty excited tonight. We have got with us as our special guest for episode 11 of Racing with RK, none other than the people's champion, Jason Petty. Jason, welcome to Racing with RK. Hey, Randy, it's great to be on tonight. I really appreciate you reaching out to me and uh, getting me on here. Well, it's great to have you, Jason, and we're going to dig right into this. And I always like to start in chronological order, so let's start from the beginning. Why don't you share with everybody how you were introduced to karting? So I was introduced to karting. My my uncle, uh, Wayne Oakley, uh, was actually uh, racing with my first cousin, uh, Bobby Watson, Jr. And they they had been racing together for years, and, and uh, Bobby kind of wanted to do his own deal, and, and Wayne wanted to, uh, you know, get a get a junior driver and try to uh, – try to you know uh i guess you say mentor uh, a junior driver and uh i had no experience uh in it whatsoever and uh he me and my dad went to a race in orange county gosh i guess it was probably 1993 uh orange county cartway and um you know there was i, I just i was hooked from from the start and uh from then on uh, you know, Wayne offered uh, to, you know, he had a go-kart and, you know, we got some sponsorship and, uh, you know, from, from some local friends and some local businesses and, um, you know, started my first race around 90, 94 uh, at Orange County Cartway. And uh, from then on, we, we never let up. I mean, we, you know, raced from 94 uh, together uh, till about, about 2000, 2006, 2007. Um, so we, we'd been together all those years. Um, and, uh, he, he's really the one that got me started in it and really schooled me and taught me uh, a lot about, uh, go-kart racing. So, uh, it, and he was old school. He's been racing with his brother, Ricky, Ricky Oakley and his nephew, Ronnie Oakley for years too, as well. So, uh, he had a lot of experience and, um, it, it definitely helped me out tremendously. So I remember meeting you and your dad in, I think it was Dublin, Virginia at New River Valley. First time I ever met you guys. And I do remember when you mentioned sponsors, I remember seeing that go-kart and you had sponsors and they, it wasn't just, you know, a sticker or here or there that you got when you ordered a part, it was true blue sponsors. And that was pretty innovative back then to get some help from, from people that would uh, would help you with your racing and go karts, especially. So uh, that that's pretty cool. You lined up some sponsors from the get go. 
Yeah, Randy, we had to because if, if we didn't, there was no way that we could, you know, do this deal. And, uh, you know, as with everything with racing, it costs money. And if it, if it weren't for our sponsors, um, we, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So we, you know, we felt obligated that, you know, the go-karts needed to look nice and, and it needed to look like an A1 team. And um, we put all our money in the racing program. Like we had, I think we had like an eight, eight by 10 trailer. Uh, it, I mean, it was small. I mean, it was really small. And, uh, and maybe it wasn't even that big. You know, go-kart would be barely fit in it. It may have been 10 foot long. It was really small, but we put all of our money into the, uh, the, the cart and the motor and the tires to make sure that when we went, we would be competitive because uh, we obviously, like everyone else, when they go to the racetrack, they want to win. And uh, we were no different, but we, we really wanted to win and we were sure. sacrificing areas. But thankfully our sponsors, they come through a lot and uh, helped us out tremendously. That's awesome. So talking about the beginning, can you remember where you were when you got your first win? So, yeah, um, I believe if I remember correctly, um, that my, my first win actually came at Carteret County, uh, Cartway, uh, which now is a speedway, uh, by the way. And, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Watson Sr. is the one who, who owned the Cartway, and, he, and he's the one that built the Speedway, but he's, he passed, uh, I believe, last year. Um, but uh, Carteret County, I believe, was my first win. It wasn't my home track. However, it's not far from home. It's just a little over two hours and some change. Uh, you know, I thought my first win would come from Orange County Cartway, but uh, it, it didn't. It come from uh, Carteret County uh, Cartway. Uh, which is oddly enough, they were kind of sister tracks because the um, uh, Bobby Senior owned the Cartway, and his dad actually owned Orange County Cartway. So, uh, okay. so that was a uh, you know, and my dad and and uh, and Bobby Senior, they'd been uh, best friends for for years. It's kind of ironic on how you know that relationship transpired, and then next thing you know, I'm you know racing at his Cartway, but. Right. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Cartway and then junior class, uh, the purple plate class, was my first win. And, uh, gosh, man, I, I just remember it just being a weight off my shoulders because it, <laughs> it, it, it really been like a year and a half yeah. since, you know, we started racing. And, um, gosh, man, it took me a long, a long time to catch on. It really yeah. did. I, I'm sure my dad and my Uncle Wayne were wanting to pull their hair out like, when is this kid <laughs> going to get it? But yeah. literally, uh, we would go to the racetrack and just log laps. I mean, I, I'm telling you that they would break out a chair and they would fill the tank up and they tell me, don't come in until it's out of gas. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how I made my laps and that, that's yeah. how I got better. But it finally paid off, you know, and uh, oh, yeah. gosh, we were really happy that we won that race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it did pay off because you, you may have started off slow, but you made up for it, buddy. Believe me. Well, before we dig into the Speedway Pavement Series, which you, you were truly legendary in the Speedway Pavement Series, we always referred to you as the people's champion. And I want to hear the story behind that. And I know, I think I could be wrong, but I think there's a wrestling connotation there somewhere. Tell me about how we, we labeled you as the people's champion. So, um, you know, I think I stole that from from dan socks i think he had it at the 300 one year and he had it on the back of his helmet. Oh, okay and, all right and um 
And I was like, man, you know, because we always watch uh, WWE, well, right. WWF back then, right? Yeah, on, yeah. On, on Monday nights. And you had Stone Cold, you had The Rock, and uh, and it was Stone Cold and The Rock were really the big guys back then. And um, and I, I saw that on Dan's helmet. I was like, man, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And, and then, you know, it just – I was like, well, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do the same thing. There you uh, go. But I yeah. think I can be a little cooler with it, you know, because Dan, he was, just, <laughs> he was just laid back. He was like, yeah. with the flow. Right. And uh, so I think I kind of stole that coin from him there. He, he, but he never labeled himself the People's Champ. Um, um, but I, I think, you know, it, based off the 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 wrestling, and I just felt like uh, that I was a a guy that was already all, always approachable. Uh, and that I think everybody, um, I think everybody liked me, um, you know, to a certain extent, just by, based off how I treated people and, and how, um, you know, I didn't know a stranger. Um, and I, I, so I, I'm in a sense, I'm, I'm saying that that's how the people's champ got coined, uh, yep. because the, the people were for me and, and I were for them. So, uh, so that that's how – and it just stuck. I mean, it just went from there yeah. to every every time. You know, the people's champ, I mean, people still say it today. Yeah. And uh, and it has stuck with me. And, that's uh, awesome. That's, you know, it's just a really cool, funny piece uh, part of it for sure. Well, I'm going to add one more piece, Jason, and that is the fact that you were always humble. Good day, bad day, and, and we had some. I know we had some cases where there were calls made and it – didn't sit well with you and you had every right to be upset. And there were days when you were on top of the ladder, but your demeanor never, never changed. You were respectful, you were humble and you let your talking to the track. You know, you, you did your talking on the track. You left everybody to make their opinions of you on what your performance was, not what you said. And I always was impressed by that, Jason, to this day. I mean, talking to you leading up to this podcast, you're very humble and uh, just a fine young man. So I was pretty excited about getting together with you tonight because I have some great memories of you and your dad, and and we're certainly going to explore those. Let's dig into the Speedway Pavement Series. And and, and I just want to preface this by saying that, you know, it's sad, but it doesn't exist anymore. But back in the day, and I'm talking, what, Jason, 90s and early 2000s, it was nothing to get three or 400 go-karts, sometimes five or 600 at a Speedway Pavement race. And there were oval tracks throughout the eastern coast from New York down to Florida that we would race. And the racing was phenomenal. And there were there were solid classes across the board. And you were right in the mix, Jason. So share some memories of that Speedway Pavement Series and, and obviously how you had a lot of your success. So, you know, some of my my you know best memories is 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 winning obviously that's that's the best one sure. but you know really you know for me being able to 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 travel to to different areas of of the united states and uh just really fellowshipping with you know different people uh that you may not get to meet you know and, and you're all a racing family um you know all the way from florida to you know vermont i remember we went to bear is it barry vermont Thunder Road. Bear, yeah, Thunder Road. Thunder baby. Road, baby. High banks oh at Thunder God. Road. The quarter God. mile high banks. Yep. That track was absolutely phenomenal. I, I love that <laughs> race track. Yeah. 
um, you know, going there, I never forget when, when we arrived, uh, you know, it was in, cause you had to go up the mountain to get to the racetrack <laughs> because the, the, the track is on the side of a mountain. Okay. And, uh, and I remember that we got there and we checked in and we're like, yeah, we're having a late model race tonight. You know, we're like, well, we, I mean, obviously we don't have anything else to do, so we're going to yeah. check it out. He was like, we're sure. going to have, you know, 6,000 fans and we'll have, you know, 75 cars and we're like yeah right then we're Whatever. out in the middle of nowhere yeah and and we go and we we wait till like the last 15 minutes to go and he probably had 10,000 people there and <laughs> yeah. he had probably 120 cars there, yep. and it was yep. the best racing that i ever seen and yep. then we got to race on the track the next day sure um you know uh you know and i'm sure we're going to get to to chapel hill and, and later on in the podcast but uh, you know, great memories there. Those people were always just fantastic to deal yeah. with. Um, you know, they would go above and beyond, as with all the WK tracks, they would go above and beyond uh, to uh, to help you in any way they could and prepare a, a nice racing venue for the Carters. Um, you know, the Grand Nationals were great. Charlotte was always one of my favorite tracks. It still is to this day. Uh, the fifth mile out back, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was just so fun racing there with, you know, a lot of the, you know, who I consider, you know, the, the top people in the game at that point in time. And, and just places like that, Palmetto, I'll never forget, get your deep South bologna sandwich. That's fried bologna sandwiches by yes. Ben Porter. That's right. Yeah. And I mean, he would, that was his, you know, coin phrase. It seemed yeah. like, and, and, man i just you know sinking my teeth in one of them and, and, uh, <laughs> right and then we right. started harold actually started making them at every racetrack that we went then yeah. and uh you know so we we had a bologna sandwich every time we went there but um just just race, racing with different uh you know not different walks of life but everybody that was like-minded and they if you needed help people would help you um you know they wouldn't necessarily share speed secrets all the time they kind of keep that to themselves. Um, but it was just a one big family is all it was. And, you know, there was some good rivalries and, uh, you know, there might be some times where you get, you know, upset, um, you know, at, at a race or, you know, whatever, or a call or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing you can ask for is just to be treated fairly, you know, and that's yep. how I look yep. at it too as well. Right. As long as, as long as everyone else is eating from the same spoon, uh, you know, I, I've never didn't have a problem right. with it, uh, and, you know, cause, um, we're, we're never, I'm never going to be perfect. Uh, and you know, that's sometimes I make mistakes and you know, you got to live with them, but sure. it was really, uh, it, it was one of the, it was really great. And I, I miss it. I'm, I mean, we got a lot of good memories. Oh yeah. Just, you know, traveling and, and, you know, being at the racetrack all day and, and just meeting new friends and sure. becoming friends for life. You know, I mean, that, you, you can't, you can't put a price tag on that. And, and I just, I just thought when you were mentioning that out of the speedway pavement series, we have a Daytona 500 winner in Trevor Bain and a Daytona 500 winning crew chief in Chris Gabart. Yep. You think mm-hmm. about that, you know? Yep. Um, it was a, it was a great series. It had tremendous talent. It was highly competitive. And I can remember races where it would come down to the wire, man. And you get tracks and we'll talk about them here in a little bit, but like Orange County, it was, 
there were some tracks that were really tight, like a Chapel Hill or Vincennes. Then you mm -hmm. had Orange County where, you know, you, you could get in trouble and save it because you had a little room, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Well, before we leave the Speedway Pavement Series, share with me, and, and you're going to leave somebody out because it's just how it is. You can't talk about everybody, but when you talk about two or three of the toughest drivers you ever went up against in the Speedway Pavement Series, who would that be? Wow. You know, to sit here and, and think about that, um, you know, at the top of my list, this was my, my goal every time that I went out uh, was to beat this person. And the only reason it was is because he was my idol. This is the person that I looked up to based off the way that he handled himself at the racetrack, uh, you know, how, how competitive he was. And um, just, I mean, he was, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for a nicer guy. And, uh, and one of absolutely uh, one of the best drivers in my book ever. And that was Kerry Parnell. Yeah, I would agree. And I, and, and I tell you, I knew who you were talking about when you said that too. <laughs> I mean, and, and me and him still, uh, we talk, you know, every once in a while, either through text message or, or yeah. he'll call. It's like, hey, I'm coming through Durham. Don't, don't stop me. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, just a great guy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and he mentored me a lot too as well, whether mm -hmm. he realized it or not. But, you know, I, I really, you know, kind of, you know, mirrored my, my image or my driving style i might have been a little more aggressive than he was but i was i was a little younger but he was very calculated <laughs> oh yeah very calculated oh, yeah. in his moves and um i never forget we were at orange county and i asked him i said yeah i was like you know we we were we were always racing hard but we always wanted to win the stock medium race because we couldn't we couldn't race heavy at the time because we we just couldn't make the weight and um and medium was on sunday and uh you know we we wanted to win that class because that was the that was the biggest class medium back then was the biggest class and um you know i asked him i said what's the secret around this place you know and, and he's logged many more laps in orange county than i have because he'd been racing there long before i started racing and uh, he said, oh, it's 1,440 feet, you know. I'm like, he, he said, that's the magic number. I'm like, okay, you know. And, and um, man, I tried to hit 1,440 feet on my Micron <laughs> every time, you know. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't tell him that, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did. But Kerry um, really brought the best out in me on the racetrack because I wanted to beat him. And yeah. it won't because – I, I just wanted to beat my idol. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, I wanted to be better than uh, a better racer, a better driver, which I, I don't, I don't hold myself to the same in, in the same league as Carrie, but um, Carrie was just, uh, he was just always someone that I really wanted to beat. And I, I think the, the feeling was uh, definitely mutual uh, on the same on, on his part too, as well. I, I can remember several times that, you know, I'd start, you know, fourth or uh, fourth or sixth, and he would actually let me in, you know, sometimes. Like, he would, you know, he said, yeah. oh, I got 20 laps. I'm going to beat this kid in 20 laps. <laughs> and to be honest with you, he would. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I can remember, you know, racing Orange County a couple of times, and, and he would just ride behind me, you know, 16, 17 laps. And yeah. then when he got ready to go, he, he would go. 
Yeah. And I I just couldn't catch him. I just won't fast enough to get back yeah. around him. And and he was just he was really calm and cool under pressure. I've never seen him get get in an argument or get sideways with anybody. I yeah. never saw it. And I would agree. I really pride um my, myself in, in attempting to do that. Sometimes I, I wasn't successful at it, but uh but he I mean, as a as someone that's you know, you know, at the time was 18, 19 years old, uh, you know, still learning how to be a better driver. What better mentor? I mean, really, I and he agree. always had a time for everybody. You know, yep. I mean, he, he yep. didn't meet a stranger. Uh, my my second, they're really they're they're brothers, so I, I don't know if um that counts as one. Which I guess if you got in a fist fight, you probably have to fight the other one too. So I'm just going to count them as one. <laughs> and, and that would be the Baker boys. Okay. Um, Bob and Wayne Baker. Um, yeah, they were good, man. Yeah, they they were, you know, yeah. uh, along with Kerry, you know, they come on the scene and, oh, yeah. and then, uh, you know, they started, you know, winning uh, right off the bat and they, you know, started, you know, they were really fast. And, uh, you know, Bob would race the, the stock classes and, and Wayne would race the modified classes and, and, and I would race both. We, we'd race open and, and limited and, and uh, controlled and super stock, stuff like that. But in the stock classes, you know, Bob was the one to beat uh, day in and day out. And he drove you very hard. He made you, he, he, he made you uh, push yourself to the limits that you didn't think you could go, uh, which in turn made me a better driver. Right. Um, and, and if you got behind him, he just, he didn't mess up. You know, he, he would right. never make a mistake. You know, like, I'm just going to sit here and ride and, and I'm going to find out where his weakness is and I'm going to try to capitalize on it. But it was so hard to do it with him because he, he was just, he was so consistent and he, 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 he just didn't mess up. Right. And, um, you know, and a great guy to talk to off the track too as well. Um, you know, you could, you could go down there and get anything from those guys that you, that you wanted if, if, if they had it. Mm-hmm. Um, now they, they were real close on their speed secrets. They wouldn't, uh, <laughs> they would not share those one bit. Um, you know, uh, and, and, you know, Wayne in the limited classes and the open classes, um, you know, again, it, he was the one to beat too as well. I mean, he, he's beat me several times. He's beat me way more than I beat him. And, um, you know, just a good calculated driver too as well. Very smart. Um, and, you know, another thing, as with Kerry and Bob and, and Wayne, they, they were able to work on their go-karts. So they were able right. to really fine tune and get everything they could out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, it, it was just great racing with those guys. And, right. and, you know, it was a friendly rivalry because we, you know, we, Hey, I'm going to win today or, you know, just, you know, you smile or whatever. And, and, you know, you go out there and race. Um, but those guys always treated me fair. They, they always drove me, you know, clean. And uh, you, got, you can't ask for anything better than that. They were just true competitors. And So, uh, so I, I'm going to ask you a question now. It's, there's two or three laps to go. You're running second, and you're behind Carrie or one of the Baker boys. And you know you got a little bit of an edge. How do you calculate a pass at that point? You've been saving it now, all right? You've been saving it but you know, you got something. How do you calculate a pass on a, on an asphalt oval? Cause you only get one chance or you're going to lose all momentum and you're done. 
Yeah, you know, as I, you know, how I drove is, is, um, you know, if I, if I've been riding behind them, you know, several laps, and as I told you before, you know, you, as a driver, at least me, I always look for a weakness in where I believe that I was faster. Right. Um, and, you know, and I told you before, these, these guys don't mess up. I mean, they're you know, <laughs> right. multiple national champions. I mean, heck, Bobby's the, the king, you know, I, I call him the king. Uh, but, you know, you, sometimes you just have to lean on them a little bit going in there. And okay. Up. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I got you. Know, you. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not above doing that because Rubin's racing as long as I don't right. take them out. You know, right. uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah. you know and I don't expect anything different from them, too, as well. Uh, and I, I don't get mad at that kind of stuff. You know, you got to move me. You got to move me. Right. Uh, but just expect the same courtesy. Right. Um, you know, when I get back to you, but yeah, I mean, lean on them in, in their weak spot, lean yeah. on them where they're the weakest at yeah. and, and yeah. try to make them mess up. But, you know, even then that that's going to be your one and only shot because exactly. Yeah. yeah they're like I said before, they're, they're not going to mess up again. No. And, and, if, um, and if you don't make the move, you're going to lose enough momentum that you ain't catching them back for the check. Yeah. Yep. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were fortunate enough. I want to say it was early 2000s to secure for a couple of years, Holly Carburetor is one of our big sponsors. And one of the things they wanted to do was to bring the top drivers together in what we call the IROC series, I-R-O-K-C, the International Race of Karting Champions. You were in it, Dan Sox was in it. I think Chris Gabehart ended up winning it, but we had the best of the best share a couple of memories of the IROC series. And just, just to lay the groundwork here, what we did is I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but I think we took two pavement races and two dirt races, right? So mm -hmm. everybody yep. had to have a race or a couple of races out of their element because some were pavement, a couple of race both, but some were primarily pavement, some were primarily dirt, and they had to come and race at an away game, so to speak. And we got them all together, and boy, there was some great race in there. And I think if we, if I remember correctly, they'd run a race and we'd flip it, like we'd invert for the next race, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so share some memories about that IROC series. You were right in the middle of that. So, I believe the first race in the IROC series was in I I want to say it was Ainer, South Carolina. I believe okay. that's where it was. Okay. Um, that's a big. That's a big track. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, up to that point, um, you know, I've raced, you know, Daytona a couple of times uh, at, at the stadium. And I raced uh, five county a couple of times back when it uh, back when it was open. And um, so I, my experience on dirt was not uh, that impressive um, in the grand scheme of things. And, uh, you know, uh, so we went, we went to Ainer, you know, this new deal. I was really looking forward to it because I, I felt like everybody was on an evil playing field. And, uh, you know, all the, the carts were – there's only limited stuff that you could do to them. Really, you could only just really mess with, with, um, with air pressure and stuff uh, from the get-go. And um, we, uh, we, we started the race, and uh, Gabehart ended up winning the race. And uh, – I think we had a clutch malfunction or something like that. Um, but, you know, you had all the, the who's who's in right. then. Exactly. I mean, you, you really you had the four 
you know, the, the, what they consider the four best drivers from asphalt and the four yep. best drivers from dirt. And right. you're like, okay, uh, this is what you're racing for. Uh, let's go at it, you know? Yep. And, um, and, you know, and then the, the, so the first race was in, was in Ainer, South Carolina or low country Carway. The second race uh, was in Palmetto. Well, Palmetto's asphalt track, so I felt like I had a good chance. Sure. And um, you know, and <laughs> and it helped that I was the smallest person too as well. I think right. I weighed like a buck thirty back then. <laughs> right, right. And uh, and we we were you know fastest in practice, and you know um, we set air pressure, and and we went out and raced, and we we ended up winning that race. Um, and I believe the third race was in, I want to say it was in Kershaw and I think we finished fourth there. Um, but you, you know, like I said, you really couldn't do much of these go-karts. Uh, if I'm, if I remember correctly, you had to scale them using their scales, but you had to be within a certain percentage of like you, if left side, you couldn't be no more you couldn't be any less than like 56 and you couldn't be any more than like 58. Right. So they, they, you know, all the, the cross weight, nose weight and all that was mm -hmm. pretty much identical. Yeah. We, um, we tried to create a, a balance as best we could. That's hard to do, it, but yeah, it's very hard to do. Cause you know, you got, you know, me buck 30 yeah. and then you got, you know, someone like, you know, Dan Sox, who's a little, little heavier. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to compete on the asphalt because of the vertical center of gravity uh was definitely in my favor on that one um i think we finished uh i think we finished third or fourth at uh kershaw which i felt like was a win with me because we we were we were like maybe a half a straightaway back mm -hmm. from uh from the 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 winner and um and then the last race was at um charlotte at the fifth mile out back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, and it, we ended up winning that race too, but we, we won both asphalt races, but when the but points tallied up, uh, Gabe Hart, he, he came out on top cause he had yeah. a better average finish, you know, and, and, uh, it, man, I really wanted to win that deal. Yeah. Too. Um, well, in, in all fairness, Chris had a lot of experience on both dirt and pavement too. Yeah, he did. He did. He, yeah. he, he, uh, he raced a lot of both and, yeah, and right. uh, you know, he, He's another uh, driver that, you know, I would consider a, a, a little bit of a rivalry towards, uh -huh. uh, in a sense. Uh, you know, I always knew that he was going to be great, you know, once, you know, he, because I know he went to engineer school and, and he, you know, he was, you know, striving uh, in that environment. And uh, he, he told me, he said, uh, he said, I always keep a tape measure in my pocket. And I'm like, why do you keep a tape measure in your pocket for? He's like, uh, you never know when you got a stagger set of tires. <laughs> like, wow man you know like yeah like i dig it you know yeah. and uh you know every he'd always have a tape measure in his pocket i, he, I don't know if he still does that or not now it, but it wouldn't surprise me <laughs> I, yeah i wouldn't either yeah. i mean he was just uh he was so you know sure very technical in that and uh you know and and the prize money too as well i mean i, I think there was around um i think it was like around like eight thousand dollars total in prize money yeah we um, spread it around a little bit yeah mm -hmm. yeah and uh you know that that was uh that was really nice too as well and then you know all of the all of the sponsors i know holly performance and and dixie carding and yep. um mm -hmm. you know and, and and correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's when um 
we ran the new style, which I guess is the, the animal motor uh, or the L206. Yep. One of the I two, believe but so. that, was, yep. that was like their debut of those motors. Right. It, and, it was. Uh, Briggs, yeah, Briggs stepped in on it, and it kind of gave more of an equal playing field because nobody really knew the motor very well, so everybody was kind of on the same learning curve, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, you had all those different sponsors come in and, yeah, and, and put that deal together, and I, I really think it, it, was, uh, it was great because the people were really interested in it, you know, right. and, um, and we wanted to win it, you know, because sure. you could say, well, I beat all these guys on this evil playing field. I truly am the best driver, you know. <laughs> right. And, uh, but yeah, that, that was so fun. I, yeah. I, uh, you know, it's funny because I, I think Stewart's going to bring something like that back, uh, he next is. year. He is. And, yeah. uh, it's just kind of ironic that you and I are talking about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that that's probably where you got the idea, Jason. You know, it probably is, you know, <laughs> and maybe, maybe to get some royalties off of that. Ah, it'd be nice. You know, maybe Tony, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Going to be listening to the podcast. Maybe he'll give us a call. Oh, absolutely! You know, he heard the people's champ with uh, RK was going to be on tonight, so you better be tuning in. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I've I've been lucky enough in my karting life that I've I've been a lot of places. I've seen a lot of races. I've been to World Championships. I've been to Daytona numerous times. Uh, I've I've just I've just seen a lot of top level racing, I will sit here and tell you without a doubt, I never saw anything more impressive than the Briggs and Stratton 300. And, you know, there, I think we had it maybe five or six years. And again, I'll, I'll lay the groundwork here, but I want you to share some memories, but the Briggs and Stratton 300, for those of you that don't know, was run during the North American Karting Championships in November at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was run on the quarter mile legends track in front of the speedway. We would put about a thousand spectators on the front stretch to watch it. And about another 500 road racers would stand on top of their trailers because it was a road race event as well. It was like a four ring circus. We had all kinds of stuff going on that weekend. And they would watch the race as well from behind the pit wall. And we would run 300 laps. There would be pit stops. In some cases, we had driver changes. And we had a $10,000 purse, 3,000 to win. And it was a big deal. So in 03, our man, Jason Petty, the people's champion was, was getting after it for the win. And him and Todd got together, Todd Miller and Jason went head on into the wall and recovered. And he's going to talk about that, but he recovered and finished the race. I don't know how he did it. The following year he won it and he deserved it. So Jason, Bring us through 03 and 04 and the Briggs and Stratton 300 and tell us what that race meant to you. Uh, the Briggs and Stratton 300 to me was the, the crown jewel event of the year for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, since, since its inception, I, I think um, if I remember correctly, Rodney Childress and, and Chris Mason were the first ones to win it. Yes. Uh, and, you know, I just remember sitting in the stands as a little junior driver, like, man, I cannot wait to get down there and race with those guys <laughs> yep. one day. And uh, it, it was just uh, and, and just freezing cold in the stands. <laughs> and, yep. um, you know, and, and just seeing, you know, uh, big name drivers back then, you know, compete in it. And, and I'm like, man, how in the world do they 
how do they last that long? Like how, how do they do this on a go-kart? Like I could barely last 20 laps, you know? Um, you know, and then once, you know, we were eligible to race it because of the, the age and, and that was really our, that was what we strive for. I mean, at the end of the year, that's what we look forward to. We would, we would prep like crazy for that race, but you know, Oh three, um, you know, I rode, I rode behind Todd majority of the race. And, and I'll tell you why, because Todd had already won it twice. And I'm like, well, if I can just stay with Todd, um, cause I know what he knows what he's doing. Uh, so I'll just stay with him as much as I can. And, you know, I won't abuse my stuff unless I need to. And, and, and I did, I, I rode behind Todd the entire race or at least as much as I could. Um, you know, and I, and, and I won't even push in my cart. And I, you know, a lot of the times I would run, you know, half throttle, three quarters of a throttle behind him. And uh, I was like, man, you know, we're going to be good here at the end because, you know, you get a chance to look up on the board to see where you are. And I knew we were fast, but I knew if I could just stay with him that we, we, you know, that we would definitely be in the hunt. At and the let, end. Me, let, let me interrupt you for a second. When Jason talks about looking up on the board, this is how cool this race was. If you've ever been to a NASCAR race at Charlotte Motor Speedway, there's a scoring pylon, just like there is at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And that scoring pylon gives you the top 20 to 30 car, uh, race, racing numbers in, during the NASCAR race. Well, the Charlotte Motor Speedway was always partners in our events down there. And we lit up that pylon. And so when Jason says he would look up to see where he was running, he was looking at that pylon to see that he was number two behind Todd. Yeah, and you know that that you know that either made you go faster or it made you yeah. uh, you, you know just, right right you know, to maintain your pace. Um, but you know, and then we we come in for the last pit stop, and I, I think there was you know probably around seventy five laps to go, uh, and it might have been a little bit less than that. But we were we were definitely in our fuel window. I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I can go ahead and push it. But keep in mind, I haven't I haven't pushed the cart. You know what I mean? Like I haven't, I haven't been fully throttled. You know, I've, I've just been kind of riding and, and saving my, saving myself for the end. And, um, and then I, I believe we had a, uh, we had a caution and I was leading the race and, uh, Todd was, uh, Todd was running second and we had a caution with maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 laps to go. Uh, but if I remember correctly, we already had third place lap down. So it was just me and him. We were, we were both on the lead lap and, uh, we, we started, uh, coming out of four, the green flag was, was in the air and, uh, my, my cart, my engine is started running out of fuel and it, it bogged down and I went to, to go left and go back right to try to get it back up in the pickup too, because we were on that, that banking a little bit. And I knew if the if I was able to get back down to the flat part again of the track once we got into in the one really the apex of one that it would be fine. I was just we how had like laps, a couple. How many laps were that? I want to say it was. It might have been. It was less than ten. Okay. Um, but I, I felt like you know that I still had a chance to win, and um, as soon as I turned left and and turned right. Todd had a full head of steam 
and he he actually hit me in the in in the left rear of the nerf bar and it sent me straight up into the wall oh i know and uh and and the cart hit you know the front end hit the wall and it busted it all up and um and i i, I my head was hurting so bad uh it, it felt like mike tyson hit me <laughs> and uh and i'm like gosh man i'm still second like i'm i, I know I, I know i got a laugh on these guys because i yeah. remember passing them yeah um i'm gonna hopefully i can make it to the end and maybe salvage the second place and uh and, and todd didn't mean to do that that was just no. a racing incident right and right. uh and um and by the grace of God, we made it to the end. And then uh, I, I, I was like, I've got, to, I've got to get some help because my head is killing me. <laughs> and uh, so we end up, we had to, you know, went to the hospital, or whatever, and they had a, a concussion. And they wow. gave me some, they gave me, they was like, Doc's like, your head is going to be really thumping uh, yeah. tonight and tomorrow. And, um, you know, so you're going to need to take it easy. And here, by the way, here's some some medication for your for your headaches and I, I don't like ibuprofen is about the the extent that i take uh meds mm -hmm. and uh this stuff was uh prescription rated Stronger. and i remember i remember going back to to phantom and uh to, to harold's shop the next day and um they had a at the time they had like a little playroom uh for britney and they had uh pop pop wiggins he would go in there and take a nap sometimes and he had a nice comfortable chair in there <laughs> and i slept hard and i slept so yeah. hard that they drew uh all over my face with like permanent marker <laughs> and i walked around the shop for like an hour and a half and oh, everybody no. like they kept a straight face i don't know how they did it oh no um, but i had like i had stuff all over my face and i finally <laughs> went to the bathroom and saw it but uh but yeah 2000 2003 was a memorable one because I, yeah. I felt like that one slipped away from us and and you know we had a cart win which right, we did right and uh you know just it was just a racing incident that nobody could have predicted um right. and um you know that just made us want want it more next year so, so let's talk about next year because things got a little – your outcome was a little bit better the next year. Absolutely it was. Um, you know, again, the preparation never stopped. Uh, you know, that's that's the race that I've wanted to win since its inception. You know, you know, like I said before, being in the stands as a little kid and, you know, watching these guys uh, who were at the top of their game. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be that guy too – and I desperately wanted to win that race because I felt like two of them got away from us. And, uh, you know, we, we prepped the go-kart as best we could. I prepped myself as best I could, uh, you know, for endurance. And, um, and, you know, we went there, we were fast right out of the trailer and, uh, you know, we were, we sat on pole and I'll never forget this as long as I live. And I, and I, I believe, uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, at the driver's meeting. It, it might've been Tony Barton or it might've been, um, Buddy Long, or I can't remember exactly who it was, but I remember them asking the question, uh, who was going to win tonight? And, um, you know, here I am, I'm, you know, 21, 22 years yeah. old. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, 
you know, I think I'm the baddest thing ever, you know, on a go-kart. Right. And I, I raised my hand. I said, I'm going to win tonight, you yeah. know. And I was kind of jokingly, I jokingly said it, but I wasn't really joking. In my mind, I'm like, I'm going to win this thing. And right. there's nothing that anybody can do to <laughs> stop me tonight. <laughs> right, right. And, um, and, you know, and nobody else raised their hand. And I, they probably, you know, said under their voice, like, wow, he was really cocky, you know. But, yeah. you know, I, I just, I was just real confident in the preparation that we'd already that we had, you know, been through and, and practicing and, and getting ready for this, this race. I mean, right, like I right. said, I mean, this is the race that you wanted to win, you know, right, exactly. uh, and, and yeah. you're driving for Harold Wiggins and uh, the, the, I mean, I had the best equipment that anybody could, you know, anybody could get in, in my eyes. And um, you know, which, and that's a funny story. I'll tell you, you know, about that later if we get some time about the best equipment, because um, that won't always the case. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you know, I was just very determined, and and everybody else that on the team was very determined that that was our that was our race. And right. uh, you know, right. we qualify on pole, and then, you know, we ran I don't know probably twenty five or thirty laps into the race and and uh we got involved in in a, in a racing accident and um you know we spun out and, and and it seemed like it took an eternity for everybody to slow down but by the time i got going again the leader had done come around and and lapped me oh no and uh so we were we were already a lap behind by my calculations because I knew who the leader was and I saw him pass me and right. I think the flagman was hoping that I could get going again, but I was just in such a bad spot uh, that I just couldn't get going. And, you know, the, the yellow finally come out. So wow. then, you know, my, my preparation of, uh, you know, of just, you know, trying to stay in the top three and trying to stay uh, out of trouble I, that <laughs> now I'm really going to, I'm really going to have to drive this thing now. Right, and, right. uh, you know, and then I'm like, you know, I'm going to wear it out, but I, I know, I, I think I'm a lap down. I'm pretty sure I'm a lap down. I, I've got to get it back. And, um, I think, uh, I, we end up getting our lap back and then, um, somewhere around lap 250, I believe it was, we had already put like two laps on the field, um, on second place. And yeah. uh, I think, and, and uh, it, it seemed like the harder that I drove this cart, the better that it was. Wow. Uh, it just kept, it kept getting better. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and so I was just driving the wheels off of, it. I was like, well, if it, if the wheel falls off now, or if it blows up or whatever, at least we're going to be out front and they're going to know that, you know, they, they're getting a dragon and, um, right. you know, they're getting gap ties is what they call it now. But, um, and we, we came in for that last pit stop and, and, um, I was talking to my uncle Wayne, um, today, it's like, we relive those memories every time that we, sure. you know, get around each other. And, and yeah, he, yeah. he looked over, he looked over at Harold around lap 250 and he told him, he said, he said, that's my go-kart when it leaves this track. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and to say, he's like, I'll go buy that go-kart when we leave the track, you know? Exactly. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we end up winning a race and, and, uh, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, I want to say, I think Kenneth finished second. Kenneth Jones finished second, and he uh, 
he had got one of the laps back when we, we came in and, and, and pitted and, um, the weight off my shoulders was like, I finally did it, you know, yep. uh, not, not so much I, but we finally did it. Uh, right, because it right. was definitely a team effort and, mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was happy and, and gave Todd Miller another win for his, you know, his engines and, and, uh, you know, Harold another win for his carts and, right. and, uh, you know, and it was just, it was real good to, spend that time with them and, and, and my dad and my uncle, you know, with their family. And, and, uh, you know, we ended up walking away with, I believe like $5,600 from that race, which yeah. was, you know, that, that was a lot of money. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. today it still is a lot of money today, but you know, that's from, a lot of you know, money to short track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, so, you know, for, you know, an hour and, you know, 47 minutes, you know, you win 5,600 bucks. You know, I, I, that's <laughs> yeah. how long the, the race lasts. It was yeah, hour we, we had some minutes, nice but. contingencies in there too, you know, if it was from the sponsors and then Briggs yep. stepped up. So that's a cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was, awesome. uh, that, that, like I said, that, that race is the, the, the best race of the year in my book. Yeah. And it really, um, it, it really, it shows the um uh, the one the preparation of the driver and how how good they yep. prep themselves yep. but it just really challenges you and the team because it is a team effort i would agree and uh you know and then the pit stops is is where the team effort really comes into it yep. because that that pays a, a big part and a big key to yep. uh, to success there yeah i totally agree well the next uh next piece of this podcast that i and i always enjoy doing this is you know, there's a karting hall of fame and the people that are in it are the people that have molded the sport over the years. And every guest that I've had on here has had these people affect their life. And, and, uh, and certainly you're no exception, Jason, there's a few people in the hall of fame. I know that you've, you've known over the years that have had an effect on your life. And I want to talk about a few of them and just share a couple of memories. And the first one, everybody knew G-Man, Graham Glassman. Give me a, give me oh, a yeah. couple of memories of G-Man. Well, the first first time that I ever laid eyes on G Man, um, you know, he he always wore those uh, those derby style hats. Yeah, uh, yeah and yeah. you know, and I'm like, who you know, who is this man? Because he he didn't he didn't necessarily dress like a racer. Like he dressed, you know, pretty right. nice to be at a racetrack. Right, exactly. And, like and he was I'm lost. Like, he should have been yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, just be bopping around or whatever. And, and you know, you see G-Man Cartworks. You, you know, you see his his fairings, his seats, and, and you know, uh, Rhino products. And um, I'm like, who, who is G-Man? Like, I don't, I, I didn't know who G-Man was. And and uh, and they were like, yeah, that that's G-Man. There, I was like, really? He was like, yeah, that's G-Man. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I went over and talked to him and, and, uh, you know, just, he was, um, at least at the racetrack, he was all, he seemed to be a positive person. Uh, and he usually always had a smile on his face or he, he was always talking business. You could definitely tell he was a businessman, uh, you know, by the way he talked and, uh, you know, he, he truly loved racing. He really right. loved it. Right. And, and he loved, um, you know, helping people out. And I know that he helped, you know, Matt Adams out a lot. And, uh, you know, during the asphalt series races and, uh, you know, fairings and seats and stuff. And, and he, you know, he helped Matt out tremendously and, and, uh, his bodies, man, they were tough as nails. I mean, I, I, 
you could you could probably you know shoot a shotgun at them things and it and it wouldn't hurt it you know i mean it right. just it just wouldn't and you you could for the bang for the buck you wanted to get a you you needed a g-man body because it was just going to last you know right, exactly um and you know g-man was uh he always put money back in the series oh, yeah. uh you know it just a a carding pioneer um you know yeah. in the in the industry of you know making parts and yeah. uh you know who knows where you know the series wouldn't be because of you know g-man and people like mm -hmm. him that are willing to step up to the plate and sponsor these races he, he was always there to support wk every step of the way he, yep. he was he never never hesitated how about ralph helms ralph was kind of our four cycle he, he took our four cycle program to another level when it came to tech he would do the tech seminars around the different uh, shows and tracks and uh, was just kind of the, the the southern gentleman that you'd always meet when you get into the tech area. He was, uh, you know, and I remember him and, and Miss Martha because uh, they, yeah. if he were not in the tech shed, him and Miss Martha were always together. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they set such a good example for, you know, what mm -hmm. a, a husband and wife uh, should be. Yep. Um, you know, and, and Miss Martha, she was always just soft-spoken and, uh, you know, just, she was just really nice. And, uh, and Mr. Helms, you know, in the tech shed, you know, my, my fondest memory of, of him, and I have many good memories of him, you know, the, the bit, like I told you before, you know, all I wanted to do was to be treated fair like everybody else. Right. And mm -hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't want anybody to give me anything. And, um, you know, and, and Mr. Helms is that way when it, when it comes to the tech shed, you know, you better be, you better be squared away. Um, yeah. because if you're not, then he's going to do his job. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and you got to respect the man for that because one, that's the reason why he was in that position was to make those kind of calls. And that's the reason y'all trusted him because he wasn't going to show favoritism. Right. But I remember we were in, in, in I-20, um, in South Carolina at Batesburg and um it was a it was a national uh, weekend before that we had state races so you had you had your North Carolina divisional race on uh your South Carolina divisional race was on Saturdays and usually a North Carolina divisional race was on Sundays so we would go and race like I-20 or Palmetto on Saturdays and then usually we'd either go to Orange County Concord or uh the outback track at, at charlotte to race mm -hmm. the divisionals on sundays right well um we we were in the junior we were racing junior i want to say it was junior stock or uh, restricted and ross fur and i got together and um I, I flipped well when i flipped the 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 carburetor got messed up the the top of the bowl was was bent over and uh you know, we're like, man, like we got a national in a week and, you know, we, we run alpha carbs and, uh, which was based out of Durham here. And, and they were, they were the car car, the go-to car place at the time. Um, and you know, we took it back to them like, Hey, you know, we, we messed this carburetor. I'm like, wow, you know, you really, you got like a, a one in a million carburetor there. Like it really flows really good. I'm like, do you think we can fix it? No. Yeah. Well, I think we can fix it. So they, you know, they, they did their, uh, 
they bent it back out and however they did it, I don't know. They did a fantastic job bending it back out. And, um, before we went over there, uh, to qualify, well, actually that morning we had took it over there to Mr. Helms and he, uh, he checked it and make sure everything was okay because we, we were in, we were in a points battle with Brian Vickers. I mean, it was the last race and that was the one that was coming down to the wire and um you know we we really we needed to win and brian needed to win too so we didn't want to get thrown out of uh, of a race um and um so we we take it over there and mr helms looks over and and he you know checks and he says boys it looks good and um and we were like well hopefully it'll stay that way and we go out and qualify we we qualified second or third and um come back in it passes tech and and uh we later on we race and you know it got a little hotter and and um the uh, for whatever reason that it, it it grew some uh oh, at the no. top and uh oh, no. he he put the old gauge down there and we we finished uh we finished third or fourth one of the two it wasn't our best outing but we we really needed that race and um he put the old gauge down in there and it and it fell right to the bottom. Oh, no. that's uh, that's not going to work. He's like, uh, he's like, y'all are out. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, you're out. Like it, it's the gauge, and you know, couldn't argue with him. And uh, and and it wasn't our place to argue with him. We we were wrong. The gauge fell, and and so we don't know if somehow, some way, you know, the the heat did something to it, or because mm -hmm. that's the longest time that we've ran that motor. So we don't know if you know the car. I, we don't know, right, uh, but right. uh, either at the end of the day, we won't write. And, um, and, and Mr. Helms is like, boys, I'm really sorry, but um, y'all, y'all going to be DQ'd because this, you know, this is not checking the spec. And, um, you know, I know that uh, it's not something that a tech man takes pleasure in, uh, especially, you know, Mr. Helms, because he was so personable and, and, right. uh, you know, he, he really treated everyone really fair. And, uh, I mean, he just never had a bad thing to say about anybody. Uh, again, like I told you before, you know, him and Martha were really like role models for married couples, yeah. you know, because of just the way, the way that they would hold themselves and, and, and you know, to a standard and, and, right. um, you know, and, and he hated doing that. I mean, he, I mean, we were junior class, but he, you know, Mr. Helms didn't go there and say, I want to throw a junior driver out today, you know, and, and right. we just, you know, we were wrong and we accepted it and, you know, we went on to the next race and, yep. um, but you know, that was really one of my fondest memories of Mr. Helms and, and, and I admire him for that because if he treated me that way, then I know he treats someone else that way. And that's he's right. not going to let anybody get right by with anything and everything is going to be fair. And that's the only right. thing that I can ask for. Exactly. Well, speaking of married couples, how about Bobby and Carol Geddes? Wow. They're both, they're both in the Hall of Fame now. Yeah, old Jimmy. <laughs> old Jimmy. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I'm going, I'm going to talk about Miss Geddes first. Um, you know, again, you know, with her, her help overseas and her orphanage in Africa and, you know, really passionate about, you know, carding for Christ and, and just Christ in general. And, and I, I can remember my dad, you know, spending – him and, and Harold spending a tremendous amount of time with her and, and talking about God and, and, um, you know, always had a smile on her face. 
she would always hug me and, and, uh, you know, just always had nice things to say. And yep. she was always a positive person. Absolutely. And she, she wasn't negative and, and, uh, you know, she'd be at the, um, the, uh, apparel trailer working out of there and, you know, I'd go by and talk to her and we, you know, talk for 10 or 15 minutes just about life in general and you right. know, not even real, not even about racing, just life in general, but grandkids and, you know, um, just really someone really sweet to talk to. And it really kind of reminded me of my grandma Petty in a way. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, you know, I felt like I had that connection with her in a sense. Um, you know, just based off of her demeanor and her attitude and, um, she was such, such, uh, she was just so great to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Jimmy, on the other hand, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Jimmy was another one, um, that was, uh, he would definitely throw you out if you were not right in the tech shed. Yeah. And, um, gosh man he was uh you know mr helms was very strict he very was but uh i felt like i felt jimmy would he would check your stuff a little bit better than anyone that has ever checked my, i mean he would just he would go in it and weigh things and i mean he would <laughs> he would do it all and yeah. uh you know if you pass tech that that motor was right because it would literally it would come back in pieces in a box yeah because yeah. if you want a national event he was going to check you and um the, the the really the first time that we really came in contact with him was in New River Valley and he was uh he was in the tech shed there and and uh I think it was New River but anyway my 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 uncle Wayne was we had just won the race and uh we this first time we really made it to the tech shed to this was the first time in a national event that we made it to the tech shed to you know really be torn down and uh so my uncle was in there and, and, uh, you know, Mr. Geddes was, was taking the motor. He said, all right, Jimmy, I need your carburetor. So my, you know, my uncle, you know, takes carburetor off water. He's like, all right, Jimmy, I need your, I need you to take the head off of it. He said, uh, he said, excuse me, sir. He said, my name ain't Jimmy. It's Wayne. He said, well, as long as you in my tech shed, your name's going to be Jimmy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so from then on out, we, we, uh, we always, he, well, he coined the phrase Jimmy, but we'd always call him Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, yeah. how you doing? Yeah. You know, and right. Anybody right. that come into that tech shed, the name was Jimmy. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, but you know, you go in there, you, you're going to be right. Yeah. You better be yeah. right because right. if not, you, he's going to, he's going to toss you. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, just, you know, being fair. Yeah. Uh, also a man of God too, you know, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, he, he would, you know, we'd have good conversations about, you know, Christ and, mm -hmm. and, and again, about life too, as well, you know, not just sure. aside from racing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just loved, he, he, he really loved it, you know? And, yeah. and, right. uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's still part of the, wk today is like a vice president or something and he, he is and he's in his 80s now him and carol yeah. yeah and you know just real he was real witty too he could come up with stuff <laughs> on the fly and he'd tell oh, yeah. little jokes or whatever but you know he again another pioneer and and oh, yeah. definitely hall of fame deserved him and mr helms yeah uh, and g-man as well sure. uh and miss martha and and miss carol you know they yeah. they 
really set a good example for not only WKA, but the people that were involved around them too as I well. I would agree. Yeah. Um, you know, and very professional of what they did and, you know, what better people to induct into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I walked into Tech one day at one of the races and I walked up to Bob and I looked down and there was the tag that was still on these tennis shoes he had. And I said, Bobby, said, you still got the tag on your shoes. He looked at me and says, Randy, I might want to return them. <laughs> okay, Bobby. That's, that's all I needed to hear. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as soon as you left, he probably cut them off. He's like, yeah. I'm not going to tell him. I just forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He loved messing with people. Oh, my yeah, God. He always yeah. had an answer for everything. He'd come he up and he'd, he'd grab you on the back of the neck yeah. and pinch you or something like yeah. that. He, yeah. he, he'd always do that. Yeah. Yeah. How about Robin Bradshaw? Wow. The professor of go kart racing. That's right. He has probably forgot uh, more than than anybody will ever know about go kart racing. Yeah. Um, you know, when when I first started back in in '94, um, you you know, CKI was was the place to get all your stuff from. I mean, you know, uh, at <laughs> least in, in our part of the country, anyway. Right, CKI right. was the they were the pioneers. They were mm -hmm. the big kart shop. You know. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Robin built motors there. And, um, you know, my uncle Wayne had known Robin for a while, well, for a long time, because um, Robin built, you know, Wayne's motors and stuff like that, too, prior to that. But, uh, you know, Robin uh, was someone who, uh, that he was, he seemed like he was just always thinking always thinking how to get fast or how to be faster. Uh, and, you know, I can remember, you know, when I started junior racing and, and, and uh, I know, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but Todd Miller used to work at CKI. And, um, and I think Todd is actually his, uh, his nephew, or I think it's his nephew, if nobody didn't know that. So they're mm -hmm. actually related. I hope I'm not C telling the family secret. But, uh. CKI, CKI has been the college for many engine builders throughout the karting community. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at Beef. I mean, Beef started yeah. there. You right, know, and, and right. And ventured out on his own. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, Todd, too. And they and I'm sure that they learned a tremendous amount. Oh, yeah. Robin. Absolutely. Uh, you yeah. know, Robin designed carts. He, you know, yep. pioneered motors. And, I mean, just – Again, another person that is uh, at the top of his profession, um, and he was just always humble, too. Like, he'd never brag about anything. He was just very humble. Absolutely. Um, and he would always help you the best way he could, even if you weren't running his stuff. Yeah. Uh, he would help you, and uh, there's not many people that would do that. Right. And, 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 and it was good advice. It wasn't the wrong advice. It was the right advice. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we'd been getting our motors from, from CKI and Todd was there. And then Todd decided to venture out on his own and Todd was kind of doing our stuff before he left. And, and, um, and, you know, my uncle Wayne asked Robin, he's like, you know, you know, you know, guys, I'm, really kind of busy right now because of all the motor work and stuff and my junior program is just not not where it needs to be um 
you know, I can't dedicate all my time to the junior program. It's, you know, the stock stuff is where it's at. And he's like, we're going to bring someone else in, but um, Todd is going to do you right. He's going to give you the best. The wow. Best he's got. And, How cool uh, is that? Jeez. And uh, I, I want to say that Wayne was, my uncle Wayne was probably one of Todd's first customers when he ventured yeah. out on his own. Wow. And uh and that was in probably ninety end of ninety four, ninety five, yeah. maybe yeah. somewhere around in there. Mm -hmm. And then uh I've been I've been on Todd Miller Motors ever since. Wow. Um, you know, and there's a lot of great engine builders out there. It's no oh, yeah. uh no flack on them or you know, no shot at them. Uh I, I ran some Johnny Bartlett stuff and uh for, for limited and open and, and they, you know, always real good and um and I, I run some Chad Waller stuff too as well, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, for other people when I go race for them, but, um, Todd is my go-to guy. He always has been, always will be. Uh, you know, I feel a sense of loyalty to him because I know at the end of the day, Todd Miller racing engines is going to give me the best engine mm -hmm. that he can possibly produce. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's proven and, that for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, you, you know, one, one of the greats of all time, you know, Gosh, I think he's probably won, you know, 12, 13 national championships and oh, easy, took yeah. the crown renter like three or four times. And I yeah, mean, you can't, yeah. you can't get a better resume than what he's got. But, you know, I, I just felt like Todd always gave us the, the best that he had. And uh, we, you know, from early on, we established a great relationship mm -hmm. with him. And, and that has continued through uh, even to now. I mean, I, I got a motor out in the garage now. It's, it's a Todd Miller motor that, I, yeah. that I'll race. You know, every once in a blue moon when I can, but yeah, um, but yeah, but you know, getting back to Robin, you know, Robin would go home and and work at home too as well on on engine development, uh -huh. and car yeah. development, and aerodynamic development, and um, you know, he, he, you know, he used to race. I, I talked to my uncle about you know Robin and and you know with, I've heard some stories over the years. You know, and I asked him. I said, how good was Robin Bradshaw? you know, racing. And he's like, Oh, he's the best. It's like, he's, you know, you know, well, he said, I remember one year that, you know, they called him old and washed up and he was like, he got on somebody's <laughs> yeah. go-kart and led every lap of the race and won it. Yeah. He's like, and it won't even his go-kart and it won't yeah. even his motor. And he yeah. went out there and blasted on him. And, sure. uh, you know, it, it, he just, again, another pioneer of the sport. And I don't yeah. believe the sport would be where it would is at today without, Robin Bradshaw. I, I would I just, agree with can't that. See it because yeah. you got to have that competition yeah. to to strive to make your products better. Sure. And uh, you know, and 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 Robin's proved that time and time again. And yeah. uh, a good Christian guy. Again, him, he, he and I, my dad, we, we, every time we were at the racetrack, you know, we'd always strike up conversations that last 35, 40 minutes. Sure. And it would go, you know, sometimes an hour, but. Again, another a great guy that if you wanted an honest answer and, and advice, good advice, that is the person that you go to and yeah. he would help you uh, even if you want on his own stuff, you know. So, I, I, yeah. And, shout and out when to he, him. When, he, when, when I was with WK, we needed, we needed to get the skinny on a tech item. I knew I could call Robin and he would straighten it out for me. And that was, that was something I always appreciated with him. Uh, we got a couple more here. How about Lewis Myers? So, you know, Lewis Myers, um, gosh, you know, they were the, 
the the kings of champ cart racing for a long right. time mm -hmm. and uh him you know Furman and uh you know Myers Fabrication Titan Carts you know uh those guys uh really really took the champ cart program to the next level and they had a very good flat cart too that you know that that run and won a lot of races too as well and and uh you know Lewis was um Lewis was a racer um you know at heart he was very serious about what he did um he hated losing <laughs> as everybody does but I think he really hated losing because that it seemed to to drive him even more to make it mm -hmm. better and, and uh you know with Furman I mean gosh you know Furman was dude he was one of the one of the greats at the at the time too I mean it's just oh, yeah. seemed like he couldn't do any wrong I mean he would win everything yeah, he was, um, he was tough on yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was, was, you know, he was winning everything. And, uh, and, and old uh, Lewis was at the fence smiling ear to ear. Yeah, he was. And and he <laughs> would let you know that he, he had the baddest stuff at the racetrack. Too. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, yeah. uh, he would not, he would not sugarcoat it. And, yeah. uh, you know, another guy, honest answer, like if you didn't want to know what he thought, you better not ask him. Don't ask him. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. he would absolutely tell you what he thought, whether you yeah. liked it or not. And, yeah. but, you know, those people there, those are the ones that I really respect because they're they're not going to uh, say one thing in front of you and say something else behind your back. Exactly. But you know, he he always he always made sure that the business got aired out when he wanted to air it out, and right. it was usually right after the race if he didn't agree with something. Yep. Um, and um, you know, if he if he felt like that he wasn't treated fairly or if he you know whatever, he he would definitely let you know. Um, but you know, thank God I didn't have any bad experiences <laughs> with, uh, with him coming over, you know, yeah. and, and telling me, uh, but you know, again, I just, one, he was very passionate about racing Two, um, his business depended on it, you know, yeah, and that was, sure. that was his livelihood, you know, mm -hmm. and how can you not be passionate about right. it? Exactly. And, uh, again, another one of the pioneers in, in, in go-kart racing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, starting, you know, chassis manufacturing. I mean, that's a big deal because uh, oh, yeah. it, it takes a lot of money and time and effort to, uh, to do that. And he was very successful at it. Uh, he he was. was, you know, the carts won multiple national championships and, and uh, was really doing, you know, really good things. And, um, but, you know, you know, Lewis that he was always, uh, uh, Frank, I guess you could say he, he would definitely, he would tell you what he thought. And, uh, I really respected him for that because yeah. he, he, he really would. And, and a, yeah. just a, a, a good person too, as well. Yeah. He's a really I, I good would person. agree. And, and our last one in the hall of fame spotlight, Lewis Dow from CKI. So, you know, Lewis, uh, you know, the thing that I remember about him a lot was the way that he wore his hat and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and he, was just so country, you know, I'm country too as well, but you know, just, he was really country and, yeah. uh, a little, would you say uh, it was a little bit of a slow talker? Yeah. Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> I would say so, you know, and, but uh, you, yeah, but you better, you better listen to what he has to say yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. The, the kind of, the kind of person that you'd sit on the front porch and have him tell you a story, you know, yeah. and, and he, he's that yeah. type of person. Right. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, everybody that we're naming here is just, yeah, you know they're, they're pioneers. They really are, yeah. and I, I think Lewis really, I think he was one of the the you know was CKI in general, 
was was one of the big splashes in 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 karting. I mean, you 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 got you could get two cycle stuff from there. You could road course carts from there, over yeah. course carts from there. Enduros, you know, and, road race, yeah, yeah, everything. They they still um, do it all. Yeah, yeah, they still do yeah. it all. And yeah. and and it's because of he saw something that it could be bigger than what it was, and uh, he, you know he put his mind to it and said, okay, I'm going to be the best at this that I can be. Right. And, um, I mean, like I said before, I mean, look at all the great people that has now started their own business, um, and carding that have come through there. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, I mean, you, you can't, you can't name them all. I mean, you really can't. And, okay. and, and, I, and I'm sure that they've got their, their business savvy, uh, at least some of the stuff, you know, ideas and how he ran his business from him because, oh, yeah. Cause he, I, he really, he was your big cart shop. I mean, I, I never, you know, aside from, um, you know, some of the other smaller cart shops, but CKI, that was the place where you got all your stuff from. I, I'm not positive, but I think when Richard Childress first went to build his shop, he bought the property off of CKI. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think you're right because I, I remember going down there and we'd having a conversation, um, mm -hmm. well, overhearing a conversation about it. Um, yeah. Cause when I first went down there, I was like, it's shocking all of all the dang go-kart stuff because I'm yeah. like, man, I've never seen so much go-kart stuff in right. my life and motors. And right. so I'm like, I'm like playing with everything. I'm like, you know, trying to get, trying to get used to everything. And, and, uh, you know, RCR for people that don't know RCR, Richard Children's Racing is, is basically, well, back then was right in front of their shop. And, um, you know, so naturally when you go visit CKI, you would go visit, you know, RCR and right. going to their museum there. Right, um, exactly. You yeah. know, again, and Lewis was another one. Um, he was a short fireball. Um, if you get him worked up and mad, he, he, he didn't take a while to calm yeah. it down. Right. Um, but he would also tell you what he thought too. Yeah, uh, for and, sure. And that, and again, I, 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 that is the business, the business sense and, and, and him, uh, to, to really tell it like it is and move on right. to the next thing. Uh, but, you know, what, you know, Lewis Dow and his son, Mike, and, you know, you, just great family, great bunch of people that were, uh, that were, and, and I think still are in, in many people's books, one of the, one of the best cart shops um, in the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Oh, I, I uh, think without to, a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. So the next uh, next part we're going to talk about here is lost cart tracks as we start to wind this thing down. Jason, um, I got a couple of cart tracks in here that you raced at that, that aren't functioning anymore, uh, but we want to just share a couple of memories. And the first one, of course, we already talked about a little bit was Orange County. And what, yeah. I, I'll tell you, what I remember about Orange County was it was the widest speedway pavement track I think I ever saw which allowed for a lot of people to go two and three wide at times, get in trouble, save it without wrecking. You, you, you didn't have a lot to hit until you got way off the track. So it was kind of a, a racer friendly track, so to speak. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it, it was, um, it was hard to, to, to get fast there. Um, you know, it, because it was so big, uh, you know, it kind of, it kind of liked a certain setup and, and, um, you know, if you were slow or if you were a little bit off, I mean, you could really tell it because it, it was, it was a wide track, but it was really fast. And, uh, you know, like I 
told you before, that's where I started racing at. That's where I, I went and, and saw my first go-kart race. Right. And, uh, and, you know, we started racing there and, and, um, and, and junior, uh, with purple plate and, um, you know, and, and the, the track over the years changed hands a couple of times, but mm -hmm. it was always a first class facility to race at. The surface was always smooth. And, uh, you know, I think that was that Orange County actually held the biggest asphalt national ever. It did. Uh, it was 610, I believe it was. It was it was bigger than anything ever held at Charlotte. It was the largest yeah. speedway payment national ever held. Yeah. Yep. It was 610 poor, entries. Poor Mike Hudson. He was trying to get everybody parked and practice had started and the people are on the road waiting and they're upset. He's like, guys, I'm working as fast as I can. Yeah. I don't know, I I don't know where remember, to put everybody. <laughs> I remember when we, uh, when, uh, cause I, therefore briefly for a while, uh, Harold had to step away from, from, from racing a little bit. And, uh, I, he got me hooked up with, uh, with beef which was another engine builder that I raced for for a while yeah. too as well that, that built phenomenal motors. Uh, right. Again, um, just great, <laughs> funny. They were hilarious is what they were. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, man, I got some stories. It's just so funny. But, um, <laughs> but I remember we, we were, I was racing for beef at, at that point in time uh, when the, when the orange County went up 610 entries. And I remember, um, you know, waiting in line out on the road. I mean, it was, the line was so long. I believe if I remember correctly, they had to call the highway patrol to direct. Yeah, traffic. the road was blocked. It, it, and you know, it's one of those things where we had a lot of pre-entries. We had no idea how many other people were coming. I mean, it was just, yeah. it was out of sight. It was the perfect storm. Yeah, it was. And yeah. what better, you know, but like I said, it was literally lived 20 minutes away from that racetrack. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, so that, that was, man, I could, I could go around that place with my eyes closed yeah. even to, to this <laughs> yep. day because right. there's just so many laps there, yeah. but right. truly a, a great facility. I yep. hate that it's fell by the wayside. Yeah. If I had the money to invest in it, yeah. I, I would, because it's just got a special place in my heart. And, um, I ride by it periodically to, to reminisce yeah, and sure. and think about the, the good days that oh, you know, yeah. we raced there. And uh, I still think someone could bring it back, but it's just going to take a little bit of money to yeah. do it. But, but what a great place. So there was a little bull ring south of Buffalo in Humphrey, New York, called Chapel Hill, and it was a bull ring. Orange County was a super speedway compared to Chapel Hill. Share a couple of memories from Chapel Hill. Uh, so Chapel Hill... Well, when, when we first, when I first laid eyes on the track, I was like, wow, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be entertaining because uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be some racing here. Yeah, and, boy. Uh, you know, um, Chapel Hill was, uh, was really small, but it was super fast. And, uh, you know, and that bump, that, there was a bump in one. It, it was like the track, if I remember correctly, it was a, a large boulder or something that they paved paved over or they they couldn't extract or something like that and and uh there was a little it was i wouldn't say a little dip but there was a dip there and uh you could you either went under the dip or you went above the dip but you never you never tried to hit it uh and it would if you hit it you just you'd break your whole corner i mean it you just yeah. wouldn't do it but you had to be up on the wheel at that place right right and it was yeah. so fast yeah. and i, I remember uh, i think if i'm not if 
if, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't make that race but because uh, we didn't travel up there for it. But I think they had a 200-lap race there. They did. We did. We had and, a 200-lap for the I World think, Card Series. Yeah, I think Parnell ended up winning it. And how in the heck did he keep his head tied onto his body? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, I, gosh, I don't know how in the – I couldn't imagine 200 laps around that place. But no. Again, it, it, it was a top-notch facility. Yeah, it was. Um, and the the hospitality was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could drop your trailer at the front gate, and they would pick it up for you. Yep. And just they put it anywhere you you know you wanted it. Yep. And uh, and they even had the uh, the the fast time uh, the track records and stuff yep. above the tower. And I always Old thought school. that was really cool. Yeah. Old yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I always thought that was really cool. Yeah. And, and you could see some of the people that have have uh, you know. You know, oh, yeah. race there in the past, or right. you know, either moved on to to other things or whatever, and you're like, yeah, right. I remember him. You know, I always thought that was really cool, and and uh, the surface was was really racy, and uh, you could really get hurt on that track really quick too. Um, oh yeah, if you want, if you were careful, but exactly, we, we had some some great memories up there, and and uh, you know, it was a great little place. So I'd never got to go to Carteret, but I will tell you, and Carteret's got a lot of history, and I know you you started there. My dad, uh, back when he was president of WK, got to know Bobby Watson, and he could not stop talking about the, the, the way, the, just the quality of that facility, just how pristine it was. Yeah, it, you know, Bobby always kept it top-notch. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't second-rate to anybody, and it truly was probably the nicest go-kart track that you would ever go to uh and i would say it would rival some of the ones today that people would consider it really nice it was mm -hmm. a it was a a little bit smaller than a fifth mile but it was it was really banked um you know uh, i don't i can't remember the grade of the banking but it it was one of it, it was i think it was maybe just about the same or a little bit more than chapel hill Okay. Um, and the corners were really tight, and uh, and that this the 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 atmosphere. You know, you had the beach. I remember, you know, when I first went down there, and and you know, we we raced, and um, you know, there people would come in from everywhere, and and then you know, the spectators amazed me that how many people he would actually get in the stands. Uh, you know, he would advertise on the radio. He would have. John Boy and Billy come, yeah. uh, you know, the radio host. And I want to say he had Rusty Wallace come down there one yeah. year and sign He was a promoter. It wouldn't surprise me. Yes. And, and, yeah. um, and, uh, Junior Johnson, uh, you know, he'd come down there a couple times. And I think him and Junior, uh, Johnson were actually pretty decent friends okay. in the latter part of his years. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, he would bring, you know, he, he would really pull the people in and it's the beach, you know, like people on sure. vacation, like we're going to go see yeah. a race tonight, you know, and, and yeah. it was probably, you know, 10 minutes from the beach. And I mean, you couldn't find a place to sit in that place right. because he would just pack it out and, and you'd have, awesome. you know, a lot of people like, uh, you know, Scotty Cagle comes to mind and, uh, you know, Jeffrey and Timmy Perry and all those boys and Ronnie Oakley and all them, you know, they would, Andy Whiten and all them, they, they would be yeah. the ones that would, you know, be racing for the, for the win at the end sure. of the night. Yeah. Um, you know, but just a great facility, great parking. Uh, the food was good and uh, the atmosphere was good, but he, he definitely, uh, he definitely was a promoter and, and um, 
he did he did really well for himself there, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's what I heard. So how about Palmetto and Ben Porter with the fried bologna sandwiches? You know, that a lot of people say, I don't know how, you know, why you like that track so much, but Palmetto, you know, other than Orange County, who has a special place in my heart, Palmetto was my favorite track. And and I'll and I'll tell you why, because uh I think that was probably the hardest place to get around. And um, you know, well, one of the hardest places and, and you really you really had to be perfect there every lap. And um, you know, the the surface one is smooth and you know, there was little, you know, bumps here and there and you know, he he patched the corners with some concrete or something and, and you know the 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 oval track was actually connected to a road course. And, um, you know, we, we rode, we did some road course racing there for a while when we went down there and, and, uh, raced one of the, uh, divisional gold cup divisionals down there. And, uh, you know, I had so much fun doing that road course racing is really fun. And, um, but Palmetto, you know, Mr. Porter and all them, you know, again, um, the, the fried bologna, deep south bologna sandwiches were the the highlight of the uh, of the That's deal. Right. I think he right. he'd probably sell out of those things. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure he again, did. Yeah. Another uh, another you know promoter as well, a good promoter as well. But um, you know was always there at the racetrack working. Uh, you know, anytime that we ever needed anything, you know, he was there for us. Uh, and with anybody to help anybody out that he could, as far right. as if it come to a track issue or something like that, um, you know, just a very uh, a good facility to to race at, and it was really competitive, and it mm -hmm. was really um, it made you a, the facility. I felt like made me a better driver uh, mm -hmm. because you you really you really had to drive the racetrack really hard, and, right. and I I felt like that just made me a better driver and. Palmetto is one of my favorites of, of, of all the tracks that I've, that I've visited. Okay. Well, the last one on the list is the Charlotte fifth mile and it would work you pretty hard as well. Yes, it would. And that was another place that was really fast. Um, you know, turn one was kind of like uh, one and two. It was really weird because uh, it was kind of flat uh, and it kind of like, once you got out of two, it kind of, you know, uh, I would say it didn't have any banking, but the, it would egress on the, on the backside of it. You felt like you were going back down a hill once you got through the apex of the turn. And, and then three and four was, uh, was banking. And then you had to, you really had to get up the hill on the back straightaway or what really that was the front straightaway with a, with a flagman was, but right. You know, coming out of four, if your cart was not going up the hill and it wouldn't run up that hill, you were not going to be fast. And um, we that place I, that was another place that I absolutely loved too, and and uh, we were fortunate enough to 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 do well every time that we went there, mm -hmm. and um, you know it was it was wide enough, it was the, the racing was always good, uh, it was a good fast track, and it's Charlotte. I mean, where else can you go and race? at, you know, one of the legendary, you know, tracks or be, be in the, the midst of a legendary track such as, you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, and then, you know, when you get done racing, you'd climb, you used to be able to climb the hill on the backside and, and watch, you know, the driving schools and stuff. Right, exactly. Um, you yeah. know, but they've since taken that away. But, um, 
you know, I just remember doing that. And, uh, a lot of, a lot of people who were trying to get into asphalt racing that were from dirt, they, they would race at Charlotte. They would race there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, you had a lot of people that were, you know, uh, you know, would follow the dirt tour, but you know, when Charlotte come around, cause Charlotte was always the grand nationals usually. And, yeah. uh, um, who wouldn't want to win a grand national and have a big Eagle sit on their mantle. Um, and, and they would try to come and, and, and get their feet wet for the 300, um, you right. know, a little bit to kind of what to expect. Right. right. Uh, so there was always good competition there. And, and, um, I, I miss that place too. I was, that's <laughs> a very good place. I, I had, I don't know why I think of this, but one of the last races we had there, John Wood and Brian Vickers and I were hitting golf balls from the behind the the uh, there was a little if you remember there was a little hill behind the 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 scoring tower. We're hitting golf balls and trying to get over the fence onto the speedway. We didn't make yeah. it, but we were yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking, man, just just the people that come out of that series, it's just amazing. Yeah, and um, you know, you you'd be racing or whatever, and and, and then you know, you, you race shops all around there. And oh yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, a, a cup car would be coming through, and you know, exactly, just, they're yeah. just driving it on the road from you know Petty's driving yeah. school or you know whatever driving school they had on at the time, and yeah, and uh, you know, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know. And yep. then we we'd leave there and we we try to go to all the all the shops, and and uh, yeah. you know, it was a it was a, a great place to go to. And not only that, but when you got away from the racetrack, if you had time, you could go and visit like Hendrick and, oh, yeah. and you know, Daryl yeah. Walter racing and all, right. you know, back way back in the day. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you always, uh, obviously that's the Mecca of stock car racing. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we, I'd always love going down there for that, especially because yeah. I just felt like I was, uh, in, uh, just in heaven because of, you know, oh, yeah. stock cars and all that kind yep. of stuff. But, well, and, and as we kind of wind this thing down, Jason, I, 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 I can't, I can't close this thing out with talking without talking about Phil and, and, and your dad and, and, and what he meant to me. And not, not a lot of people know in the early two thousands, my two sons did two tours of duty in Iraq. I didn't talk a lot about it, but, but Phil knew about it and never ever did I go to a race that he didn't come find me as soon as he got there or as soon as I got there, they said, come on, Randy. And we'd go off somewhere and he'd say a prayer for my kids. And, and he was always there for me. He'd talk to me about it. How you doing? They're going to be all right. And they, I mean, they came home safe. They're, they're doing great now, but I will never, ever forget that and always remember that about your dad. And hopefully I'll see him again one of these days pretty soon because passing, passing through there, I'd love to spend an afternoon with him just to visit because he's a heck of a guy. But share, share some memories about you and your dad. Well, first of all, I want to say I love my mom. And uh, I, I, mom, I love you. You're listening. Um, <laughs> but my, my dad is my hero. Um, you know, and I, I think as a you know young boy, you know, looking for your dad, you know, for guidance and, you know, my dad is, um, you know, for, for those that don't know my dad, my dad is kind of, is one of the most laid back people that you ever meet. Yep. Uh, he, he does not know a stranger. I'm pretty convinced that he could probably, um, 
go to another galaxy and find someone to talk to, uh, he would find <laughs> another form right. of life. <laughs> I would I would agree with that. Yeah. He would find another form of life uh, yeah. for sure. But he he never meets a stranger. You know, he, he always has uh, time to uh, to take time out of his day and 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 make your day. Right. And uh, I mean, just just a great father, great example of, uh, you know, what, what I want to be to my kids. I, I just want to be half as good as he yeah. was, That's uh, awesome. you know, and, and, um, you know, he, he molded, he molded me for sure. Um, you know, how to act as a young man yeah. and, and yeah. how, and how to act as a man, uh, today. And, you know, I, I really, you know, I can't thank him enough for that because yeah. he is still someone that, um, that well, I will always look to for guidance, but, you know, I, I remember, you know, at a young age, um, you know, he, he owned a body shop and he still does. And he, you know, worked on cars for, for many years. I, he's almost got, you know, four, he's got 40 plus years in, in paint and body work. And, um, but I remember, you know, riding my bicycle in his shop and the shop wasn't really big, but. I would ride it around cars that he was about to paint. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I love that. <laughs> gosh. And, and he trusts me enough to, uh, to do that. And oh, now boy. I, I don't even let my sons ride around my right. car with my, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I guess he just had enough, uh, faith yeah. and trust in me that I, that I won't go hit his, hit this car. But I mean, I just, you know, taking, letting me do that and, and, uh, you know, making sure that I always had everything that I needed and, um, you know, we'd go fishing and we'd yeah. go to races and drag races, I right. mean, anything that, anything that we could race or what, I mean, I remember, you know, going home at night, uh, with my dad from, from his, uh, from his body shop and, and, uh, you know, our driveway, is uh, my mom and dad's driveway is is kind of like a fork from the road and, and you could you can go off and, and go in the driveway at a pretty pretty good click from the road right and uh you know and i'm like dad you know last night we we got in the driveway we hit like 32 miles per hour do you think we can oh no do you, do you think no. we can go 35 tonight and he's like i don't know we're gonna try you know <laughs> i mean we'd go in the we'd go in the driveway yeah flying and yeah. um and then he you know he'd pull the e-brake up and you know spin the car around yeah or whatever if we had dogs in the car he wouldn't do it but if yeah. we didn't have yeah. any dogs in the car he would but um <laughs> you know uh, he just you know, a, a man of God too, as well. You know, yeah. and and like I said before, you know, truly, as someone who truly cares about, uh, about, you know, like you said, your experiences with him, um, truly cares about a person, and and yeah. he tells you and affectionate yeah. how he feels, and uh, you know, he's very open about his yeah. faith, and um, you know, again, and I think. Yeah, that's you know that's helped me become a man just by observing him and how he he uh he treats others and how he cares for people and and um you know you know in my racing years um i remember you know when i was a young driver you know racing at orange i i, I wouldn't i just been my nerves would be so shot before going to the racetrack i'm like oh man i don't feel good like i don't right. feel good and he's like you he's like son he was like, you need to, 
you need to go out here and you need to get in this car and we're going to this racetrack and you're going to race. And he's like, and you're going to do well and you're going to feel good about it. He's like, but, um, you know, don't, don't chicken out in a sense. Um, cause you know, this is going to, this is going to make you or break you. Um, but you know, and, and we would go race and, you know, sometimes we wouldn't do good and sometimes we would. And, uh, but you know, I, I always remember that. I, I remember, you know, where I was sitting at in, in the house and when we had that conversation and, um, you know, and then the, the, you know, as I grew into a teenager into my twenties, you know, how our relationship, I mean, he's nothing but a big kid is all he is. He's nothing but a kid. I mean, he's always cutting up, picking, playing. He's always got something going, (laughs) Yeah. you know, and, and he just got a Facebook and he's, he's. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know. (laughs) Gosh. I mean, he, he sends me stuff on messenger and it's, it's all, it's like drag racing and racing and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm getting a kick out of it because he talks about it. And I'm always afraid to open some of that stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you never know. Did you get hacked, Phil, or is this a real deal here? (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, and, you know, racing with him and he's just always willing to go to extra mile. He, and he never gets down about anything. He's always been positive. And, uh, you know, I got to tell this story, but, you know, and, but he didn't just do it one time. He He's done it many times. When we go to, when we go out of town and, and race and, uh, you know, we'd, we'd go back to the hotel room and, you know, we'd just be dog tired and, and we'd, you know, lay down, we'd take a shower, lay down, go to sleep or whatever. And, and we'd have to get up, you know, real early in the morning to get at the racetrack to get everything set up. And, and he would get out of the bed at like 5 30 in the morning and you know those big motel doors or you know those big heavy steel yeah, doors yeah, right he would go over there and he would slam that door as hard as he could oh, and it and and then he'd jump up on the bed and he'd say uh uh you want roosters we got roosters and he'd start crowing <laughs> like a dang rooster he's like oh, no. all right boy it's time to get up and I remember him doing that, and it, it just wake you up out of a dead sleep. You thought yeah. you'd, someone had done shot in the room, and he's over there <laughs> killing himself laughing. That's funny. And, uh, you know, he, he'd wake everybody up on that floor. I know he yeah, would. Yeah, sure he But would. he'd think yeah. it was so funny, you know. Yeah. And it, it was funny later on that day, but it wasn't funny at the it time. It wasn't funny then. <laughs> no, no. But my, right. my dad, it, my dad is – he's the best dad in the world. And yeah. – uh, you know, I got the best mom in the world too. I don't want to leave yeah. her out. I love my yeah. mom, but my, my dad is, um, gosh, man, he just, he's, he's done so much for, for me. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I don't know what I'd do without him to be honest he's, with you. He's a pretty cool dude. That's for sure. Well, Jason, you know, we talked about the Speedway pavement series and for all practical purposes, Speedway pavement racing is, I don't want to say it's non-existent, but it certainly isn't what it once was. What what would it take you think to just breathe some life back into that program? You know, I you know that's that's a that's a very good question and it and it's it's really tough to answer because there's there's so many variables in it. But I, I think you know, for me, based on my opinion, um, and keep in mind that I have never put on a race, I have never uh, I have never been a promoter, I have never been a flagman, I've never you know I've always been in the cart racing um, 
and and this is just based on my opinion as to essentially you know what would revive it or what would start it back up you know in my opinion uh the leadership is the is the first thing um you got to have good leadership and you got to have leadership that people respect and that people um they know they're getting treated fairly uh, and they know that the leadership is for the Carter and not for themselves. Uh, and I think, you know, that, that is one of the biggest things. So, you know, surround, surrounding themselves with a good core group of people to start that series back up is the, is the first step. And then I think the, the second step is, 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 uh, is going out to uh, these, you know, local cart shops and these big manufacturing facilities and, go-kart manufacturing facilities and, and, uh, and getting them on board, uh, with the, with the program and, and seeing what they would, you know, invest into the, into the organization or, or into the, the Speedway series, because Randy, I'm going to tell you, I mean, a lot of people think that, you know, I, I, I'm, I love dirt too. I love dirt racing. I, I'm not very successful at it, but I, I do love it. Um, but you don't have to have the tires. You don't, you don't need the tires like you do on dirt. And I'm not trying to take any food out of it. I understand. Um, but you know, you just, you don't, you don't need the tires like you do on, on, on dirt. Um, and again, I'm speaking from wealth of experience because of the, you know, the number of years that I have, but, um, you know, when it comes to the tire tire deal, but, um, you know, I think a, a good spec tire that everybody, that it's a good tire that it's not you know a tire that mm-hmm. you just don't hold up right um you know and i, I would get get those people on board the the sponsorships because that's that's the big thing there yeah uh, and, and getting the getting them in the limelight because if it weren't for the sponsors the series wouldn't be that's right it wouldn't be what it is mm-hmm. you know and and um i think uh you get you know fair fair people to do tech mm-hmm. that that are honestly truly passionate about their job and um, make sure that everyone is tech fairly and uh, essentially there's no favorites. Um, now we all know that, you know, people make mistakes and, and, and decision-making sometimes, sometimes it doesn't go people's way or, Hey, that was the wrong call. And you look back on it and you're like, man, I really wish that, you know, right. we, that call could have been reversed, but, you know, I think that's just, you know, that's just human nature and, right. And, and the track bashing has got to stop. I mean, it yeah. really does. Yeah, it, for it, sure. It really, it really, um, it really, it, it upsets me. And, and not saying that people don't have a platform, but social media is not the platform. To no, track it's bash. not. No, it's you know, not. I and agree. I think, uh, you know, less of that and, and more of, you know, hey, you know, maybe you might want to, you know, look into this and do this a little differently next time. At least give them the opportunity to fix the problem. Right. Uh, because uh, newsflash, you keep track bashing and tracks go away. Exactly. And, yeah. and then you don't have anywhere to race. And right. now you're, you're looking for something to do on the weekend, but you got to travel five hours away or six hours right. away to race. And, you know, you had one down the road, but because you didn't get behind it and you didn't, you didn't support it like you should. And, 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 and guess what, if you don't like how it's run, how about getting involved with it? Exactly. You know, yeah. getting involved. It's, I'm sure it's not a cup of tea to, uh, to right. appease racers. Um, 
And like I said before, I don't have any experience in that, but, you know, I think the leadership is one, like I stated before, you mm-hmm. got to have a good leadership and you got to have leadership that, that has credit with the racers and that people that, you know, they respect them uh, and they value their, their opinion and that they, they value their concept of what mm-hmm. their, what their mission is. Um, to the sponsors, you know, getting the sponsors on board, these local cart shops, because without local cart shops, you wouldn't have local racing, you know, um, and, uh, you know, getting these people on board and, and these national, uh, you know, chassis manufacturers and, mm-hmm. and these, you know, well, well-known engine builders and, and, and even, you know, some of the smaller guys to get on board with it. But I think, uh, you know, that's, really that's kind of the three things that I look at there yeah. is, is, as being, you know, key to that. And then, um, I, I think if someone were to, I know Josh Antley's tried to do some things and, and trying to get asphalt. Um, he, he put a, he put on a race, um, in Florida battle at the beach, you know, mm-hmm. last year and two years ago and, uh, or the year before last, I'm sorry. And, um, great show. I mean, you know, it really was, um, you know, so I think, you know, some, you know, people like him to kind of, uh, you know, help out with that, you know, going mm-hmm. forward, obviously, you know, WK being involved with it because they obviously mm-hmm. had the, uh, you know, they, it seems like from what I can, from what I can tell the trustees and, and from the president and from the vice president, they have good people on board mm-hmm. that could, you know, possibly get that done. Cause there's people out there that want to race asphalt. Um, right. and I would say that there's a lot of people out there that want to race asphalt and, um, and some people may be scared to do it, but I, I tell you the people that are scared to do it, go do it one time. And I'm telling you, you'll, it, it's, it's, it's really fun and you really have to fine tune on your chassis. It's not all mm-hmm. about tire. Tire plays right. a big part, right. but you, you really have to fine tune on your chassis. And I, I just think it's, um, you know, it's the way to go, to be honest with you. And, and I think asphalt it will make a comeback. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, the time the time is now. What better time than now? Um, and I, I would love in some form, shape, or fashion being involved, uh, you know, with, mm-hmm. with that, whatever it may look like. Um, and uh, I just, you know, I don't have all the knowledge that I need for that. But, you know, I would love to learn. Well, but I it- think. And I think you hit on two important things and the venue will come, even if it's a road course that has an oval mm-hmm. incorporated into it, there are venues out there now, but it requires competitors and the industry. And if, if, if there's racers and if there's support, I think the venues will step up and say, yeah, let's do it. Let's have a race. So uh, racing with RK is a Facebook page. I have more than willing to, to field any, ideas on that that I can relay to Jason and Jason Petty's on Facebook. I'm sure Jason would welcome any ideas, but it'd be pretty cool to get that, get that program going again. Well, Jason, yeah, we're kind of, really would. yeah, we're kind of wrapping things up. I'm going to leave you with one last question. And that is, if you could just summarize for me, obviously karting has had a big impact on your life and, and it's still a passion you have. So just kind of summarize for you what impact karting has had on your life. Uh, Carden's had a tremendous impact on my life and, and, um, how I, you know, how, how I live my life today and, and the friendships that I've made, um, throughout cart racing and, uh, you know, some really 
you know, close, really close friends of mine that, that, you know, really their family to me, uh, you know, right off the top of my head, one would be, you know, Harold Wiggins, uh, that's, you know, not directly related to me, but, um, you know, just Harold is just a guy that, that, you know, I consider him like my, my second father, you know, almost. And, uh, I know that if I call him that, you know, he, he's going to help me, you know, I, I just, you know, it's it just about life, you know, not even about racing right. or anything, right. just about life, you know, right. and, and, mm -hmm. and him and my dad have been, you know, they, gosh, they talk two or three times a week and That's awesome. uh, we, we still go down there every once in a while and, yeah. you know, uh, hang out at the shop just to go That's down there great. and just hang out with him and, you know, that he's, you know, he's molded my life. My, my uncle Wayne has molded my life. You know, yeah. I, I don't think I would have spent, you know, my uncle Wayne loves racing as more as anybody as I know. Um, you know, just being able to spend time with him and, and, uh, you know, having a relationship with my, with my uncle that I, you know, probably wouldn't have if it hadn't been for racing. I mean, who knows? Um, you know, and, 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 and relationships with, with other people that I would have never met. And then, you know, you know, racing has, um, I think in, in, in the profession that I'm in now as a, as an adult, and for those that don't know, um, I'm in law enforcement and that has, racing has, has helped me in tense, uncertain, and rapidly evolving situations. Um, and it's made me cool and calm in those, in those environments because I, I know what pressure feels like. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, and I, I think that is racing in that aspect has, has helped me, uh, tremendously, you know, did I want to make it to NASCAR? Yes. Do I think I was good enough? I think I was, uh, but I, it just I know you were, <laughs> it just, it just won't in the cards for me and, That's and right. I'm yep. okay with that, you know, yep. And, yep. and God has let me on another path and, Little did I know that, you know, go-kart racing would help me with my profession yeah. in, in these certain situations. And I just, you know, again, like I said, the friendships and, you know, spending time with my dad, my family, and, yeah. and, and, and my, my close friends, uh, and still staying in contact with those people, you know, even today. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is it's tremendous because it is really – it's a big family is what it is. Yes, it is. And, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And, um, you know, I, I still race from time to time when I get a chance. I got three kids now, and it's kind of, boy, they say, well, you get kids, you're not going to be able to race now. And I was like, yeah, right. Well, gosh, that is true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> it is That's true. right. But, That's you know, right. I, I, um, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. And, yeah, and when, oh, I get, no. when I get a chance to go out, I, I go and, and go race. And, um, but I, I truly, truly love the sport. I think um, – I don't, this sport is not a stepping stone. I, I think that uh, the best drivers in the world race go-karts and, um, you know, dirt, asphalt, road course. The best, the best racing in the world is dirt, uh, dirt, asphalt, uh, road course, and they're all go-kart racers. Yeah. And uh, I think that it is more, it is harder to win a go-kart race than it probably is any other thing because there's so many variables involved. Right. Uh, especially if you go to a, you know, a, a dirt race and stuff, cause it's really a guess game, but uh, it's really hard to win one of those 
deals and and um i just go-kart racing for me is again has molded my life into what it is today and i i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world i love it and i'll keep doing it till i can't do it anymore <laughs> very well said jason i i tell you that that was that was really well done well jason i'll tell you it's uh I think this podcast is going to be the book you can't put down because your stories have been great. Uh, we're going on two hours now. I can't believe it, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really appreciate you sharing tonight with me, Jason. This has been awesome. It really has. Uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast, buddy. Yes, sir. I, I really appreciate it, too. I, I really appreciate you uh, you having me on. I'm, I'm honored to be on here. I, there's a lot of great people that came before me uh, on, the, on your podcast and I'm just, I'm happy and thankful and humbled to be, be a part of it as well. And, and, and I would also like to thank uh, Buckeye Carden Challenge too, as well for, for sponsoring uh, this segment. And, um, and I really appreciate them for, for doing that. And uh, it looks like they have a, a good little series going on up there. They do. They do. And yep. I, I think their next race is uh, September 27th. So y'all should go out and do that. Take advantage That's of right. that $5 deal. See and, that the, uh, the people's champion. I like that. See, yeah, he knows, you know, he, he's got it. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and don't forget Lori Beal photography. She's, she's it, in there supporting us too. So exactly. So if you yeah. need some photos, you go to her cause she's top that, rate. So. That's what I'm talking about. All right, buddy. Well, listen, it's been awesome. Uh, I, I, I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. This has been a, a great podcast. Uh, before we go, just, a re I'm telling you, say a prayer for our first responders, our firefighters, our hospital workers, our law enforcement. They're out in this every day and, and they're, and they, and they're doing their job. They're doing their job and respect that and, and just keep them in your prayers because they, they need your support. And remember, uh, racers don't last forever, but racing memories do. Uh, this is Randy Kugler and the people's champion, Jason Petty with Racing with RK. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you.